0: This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's
1: game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, here's Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco.
0: A clear but cold Friday evening for another edition of Marple Newtown High School Football from Harry Harvey Stadium. It's October 24th, 2008, and another home contest, number five, for the Tigers and their opponent this week are the Royals of Upper Derby High School. Good evening, everybody. Bob Herpin at the mic for another week, and alongside, as always, Greg Pecko. Greg, two-game win streak snapped last week at Ridley. But there were some good signs heading into tonight. Oh, yeah, they played very, very well there at, at Ridley uh,
1: early in that game. They had a blocked field goal and the blocked extra point early in that game. And defense played real solid, real well. Offense moved the ball, but just had trouble at certain points getting it into the end zone. But they did very well against a very good football team in Ridley because Ridley is tied for second place now in the Central League.
0: Well, the final score, not even close to be indicative of the way the play went, Greg. Twenty-seven to seven, but uh, again, as you said, the most probably the most impressive road defensive effort of the year. Yeah, they did a nice
1: job. Just overall, it was it was a great performance, and you really saw the improvement and how far this team has come as this season has gone. A young squad here, and they're really starting to pick it up. And heading into this game against Upper Darby, it should be very interesting to see how it carries over into this week because they did a nice job on the ground and Phil Graziano is the story this week, 88 yards away from 1,000 yards rushing on the season and he averages 100 yards a game and I did the math, 5.7 per carry, so look around his 15th carry to possibly have that 1,000 yard
0: mark. So if everything goes well, uh, Marple Luton gets the ball first, we may be seeing that well before halftime. Yeah. Uh, And of course we will have that countdown here, we have our trusty pen pad and our eyes Field for the field every time he carries the ball. And this
1: Upper Darby team is is, is it having a down year, 5-3. and three. Now they are undefeated on the road, which is unusual. They're 1-3 and three at home, 3-0 oh on the road. Very interesting switch for most teams. Usually they're better at home than they are on the road. Seems
0: to be like a very Philadelphia flyers yeah. road <laughs> record, or New Jersey Devils' road so, record.
1: And Upper Darby likes to throw the ball around the field a lot, so look at, look at the Marble Newtown secondary night, see how they play. But I think rushing, they can really make some headway because Upper Darby's not having the best season defensively stopping the run.
0: All right, well, it is the 2-6 and six Marple Newtown Tigers against those 5-3 Upper Derby Royals. We'll have the call of that game in just a few minutes. We'll be back with the coin toss and national anthem in a bit, and you're listening to Tigers Radio Network, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater Than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hard work, integrity, responsibility, sportsmanship, respect, and citizenship. These are the core values that Marple Newtown student-athletes are taught every day on and off the playing fields. Hi, I'm Dennis Reardon, Assistant Principal and Athletic Director at Marple Newtown High School. And I'd like to thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on the Tigers radio network. Your support of our sports teams now and throughout the school year is appreciated as we strive to raise the bar. I hope to see you at a game in the future. Go Tigers!
1: And the Tigers welcome a tough upper Derby Royal squad into Harry Harvey Stadium. The Tigers are coming off of a hard-fought game against the Green Raiders and are celebrating senior night here at home with only four games left to play. The Tigers have showed great improvement over the course of the season and have a great opportunity to make a statement to the rest of the Central League tonight with a win over the Royals. Also, tonight's game could prove to be a milestone evening for one Tigers player in his senior season. Tailback Phil Graziano is just 88 yards away from breaking the 1,000-yard rushing mark in a single season. Considering that he averages over 100 yards a game, he should reach that milestone tonight in front of the home crowd. It's a night to celebrate the senior members of this Tigers program and all their wonderful accomplishments in the orange and black. Bob Herbin and Greg Pecco bring you all the action from Senior Night at Harry Harvey Stadium, next on the Tigers Radio Network.
0: Ahead. back here to live action at harvey stadium just prior to kickoff a few minutes in front of seven o'clock as nightfall descends on the stadium with the lights shining brightly down on the field the tri-captains for each squad are at midfield right now conferring with the officials that's reynolds Giordano, and graziano as always Actually, we've got quad captains for the upper Darby squad here, number 30, number 21, number 62. And can't quite make out the other guy here. He's obscured by Graziano and the referee.
1: So as we have a moment here, it's a senior night here at Marvel Newtown. And just to recognize the seniors on this squad, we have Nick Stevens. Uh, excellent obviously, backup,
0: uh, backup running back this year.
1: And John McKeegan, the offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, very underrated guy. Hasn't been mentioned uh, too often this year, but he does an excellent job.
1: Ben Lowe, also defensive running back situation. Ron Alf, a big defensive back, wide receiver type of guy yeah. for this team. Then you have Joe Carini who's played a solid season at linebacker and defensive tackle. Kyle Eitri who's been sidelined most of, the, most of the season with an injury, hasn't played much. Kevin Lopez, the offensive guard, defensive end.
0: Sneaky. Sneaky. Big hits <laughs> at times.
1: Dan Giordano, Phil Graziano, Steve Reynolds, the
0: tri-captains. Of course, what can you say about them that hasn't already been said? They let the they let the, their play on the field do the talking.
1: Yeah, they're, they're the guys that really do lead this team. Dan Giordano, since he's been back, has 42 tackles,
0: and he, he missed three games.
1: So it's, just, it, it's unbelievable what he's done since he's been back.
0: And we pause briefly for the playing of our national anthem. Marple Newtown's school band there with the rendition of the National Anthem and we are just coming up right on 7 o'clock now and the officials are conferring for the coin toss we should have that in a second
1: and both teams here uh, coming into it in a very interesting situation both looking to improve upper derby Playoffs still within reach, however, pretty far out. They need to do a pretty much win out in order to have a shot at it. And
0: then uh, have everybody at the top basically lose one or two games here from there on out. And they've
1: already played the likes of Ridley Conestoga. So they they have, you know, to, to go against Garnet Valley still left... It's not looking good. No,
0: and Garnet Valley plays every game like they have something to prove.
1: Yeah, which they do. And know, uh, into the as, new as, as does Marple Newtown
0: egg. tonight. So that it's not by no means is that an easy test for this young squad. Marple uh, Newtown won the coin toss, and they have elected to receive. Upper Darby is about ready for the kick at the 40-yard line. It is up and away. as a high spinning kick. Bouncing at the 25, coming down to Graziano. Hey. Across the 25, 30. Up across the 35, trips across the man, and doesn't make the 40, but he looks like he's up around the 37, 38-yard line, so excellent field position to start for the Tigers already.
1: Morali, Bangaria with the tackle, number 25
0: for the Royals. Surprise, Jebain is the kicker for Upper Darby. Has a little bit of a leg there, but a clear, crisp, cool night with no wind. Didn't go very far. So here we go. First play of the contest. First down and 10 from Maple Newtown at their own 38. Graziano, the lone man in the backfield. Ron Alf split wide to the right. Hand off to Graziano up across the 40. Down. Rolled out. Yep, nope, rolled out by Johnson. Another great fake this time. <laughs> <laughs> as we're still fooled by it, as they executed perfectly as Johnson... This time gets across the 40, looks like up he, near the 45. Looks like he picked up five
1: yards on that carry to the outside, just running out of bounds, no tackle on the play. But n- another fake by Johnson and Graziano, both t- that time getting
0: getting us again up here at <laughs> the, the top of the stadium. Whatever they do, it works. Gain of four for Johnson, second and six from the 44-yard line. Graziano once again the lone man in the backfield. Diaguardi in motion. Handoff off goes to Graziano this time. Gets up across the 45 and pushes the pile forward. Tackled by a pile of guys
1: there in the center. It looked like big number 77, Mike Marquis. The defensive tackle on the stop for the Royals.
0: Gain of three on the first carry for Phil Graziano tonight. 85 away. Third down and three from the 47-yard line. For the Tigers with 11 16 to go here in this opening quarter. First drive goes to Marple Newtown. They are moving from your right to your left. Gordy and Graziano this time in the backfield. It's a fake handoff this time to Nick Stevens. Balls on the outside. 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. Trips up a man at the 15, at the 10, inside the 5. And he's finally grabbed. And wrestled down at the four-yard line. Number two on
1: the tackle, Robert Cornish for the Royals. And number 89, Brian B. Giovanni, made
0: the stop. Great effort. Big play early on here as Marple Newtown, within a couple plays, gets down deep inside upper derby territory. So excellent moving the ball for the third straight home game. Moving the ball with purpose on that initial drive. First and goal, just inside the five-yard line now for Marple Newtown. Hanoff goes inside to Graziano. Gets a couple just shy of the goal line this time. Number 10, Tony Piniella,
1: the senior middle linebacker on the stop.
0: So Graziano. Officially a gain of two there. Second and goal from the three. This time, Graziano lined up behind Johnson. Stevens to the right. John- Stevens into the end zone for the touchdown there. Again, ball fake. It looked like it was Johnson, but Stevens was the head man. On that pile, pushed it forward and into the end zone for a Tigers touchdown. Another big touchdown for the Tigers. And here it comes. A big roar
1: from the Cats as they take the ball down the field within about two and a half
0: minutes and get on the board 63 yards and six plays Adam Fender on for the extra point here ball is spotted, the kick is away and it is good good, perfectly through the uprights and with 9.53 to go here in this opening quarter Marple Newtown strikes first they lead 7-0 Nice job by the Tigers that time. They got they caught up her Darby
1: King in on Graziano and gave it to Nick Stevens, who took it for a big yardage early here, and then they give it back to Nick Stevens on the doorstep, and he punches it in after a good push from the offensive line.
0: And that drive lasting just a hair over two minutes, about 202. Again, first time all season, Greg. Correct me if I'm wrong. You see the not only is Marple Newtown moving the ball well, but that quickly down the field for a touchdown. Yeah, that was. That was great to see. Good offensive push. Good blocking, and and
1: that's what we talked about earlier on that rollout. It faked us out, but that time the fake out with the
0: Graziano and Stevens play works for them. They get Stevens to go down inside the it three. It put doubt in the entire collective mind of the Upper Darby defense. It stretched them out a little bit, and you see it paid dividends for the first score of the ball game. Now Adam Fender has the ball lined up at the 40-yard line, about ready to kick. Back for Upper Derby is number 6, Jameer Boyd. Along with, looks like, number 25, Moorlai Banguria. Both lined up at the hash marks, just in front of the 10-yard line. So let's see if the defense comes up with a big stop here. Fender's kick is on the way. It is a low-line drive, bouncing at the 25. Taken by number 68 there, Pat DeMond, up across the 30, 35, 40, Taken out of bounds. Actually, on that, it was Ryan Morris, number 88. 88 there, okay. And number 20, Phil Graziano made the stop along the sidelines that time on the return. So we see Phil Graziano has the eye of the tiger on both sides <laughs> of the ball early on.
1: Well, he's he's done a nice job in this season, and he's, he's really a key player, and that's why he is a captain on this football team.
0: Ball spotted at the 43-yard line first, and 10 9, 46 to go, opening quarter. Quarterback is number 11, Dale Bleece. He's six foot one senior. He's in a shotgun formation. Pass out in the flat, complete to number 40, Ira Etzweiler. Cross midfield and gets down just shy of Marple Newtown's 45. So 40 tackled by number
1: 40 on that one.
0: Matt Vanderlip with the stop. So right away, Upper Derby establishes a very mobile and agile offensive attack. First play of the game. Well, they do like to
1: throw the football. Belize has over 700 yards passing this season already.
0: Two wide receivers for Upper Darby. Now, man in motion is Ed Swiler. Comes across. Now it's two on the left. One man in the backfield. It's a handoff to number 28, I believe. Number 26, actually, Michael Wallace.
1: Tackled by a few guys down there in the middle. It looked like it may have been Dan Giordano.
0: Oh, Michael Wallace Cer- with certainly on the stop together. Certainly noticeable. Smallest man out there, 5'5-140. Five, five, <laughs> we to say, to we to say to that Ryan Duffy can sh- shoot through the gaps because of his, his small stature, but let's let's keep our eye on Wallace throughout this game. He is in the backfield once again. Second down and three from Marple Newtown's 38. Two wide receivers split. Handoff goes. To Wallace, and he is thrown down well behind the line of scrimmage. Easily a loss of about five on that play. Joe Carini got the initial hit and a great burst up the middle. So a great
1: job by the Tigers that time in reading that play to Wallace. It's almost
0: as if uh, Purple Newtown's defense called that play for the offense because they got (laughs) in that backfield as soon as Wallace got the handoff. They knew where he was going. Carini read it correctly and did a nice job well they're giving him forward progress somehow only a loss of a couple on that so it'll be third and a long five from just outside the 40 yard line now again two wide receivers set two men in the backfield in the shotgun formation and we have a flag right at the line of scrimmage there so let's see who's going to move backwards or who's going to move forward dead ball
1: encroachment on the defense five yard penalty Set that a first? Still third down.
0: So interesting there. Marple Newtown's offensive defensive line there, just a hair overzealous. Uh, that hurts. And it, certainly for Upper Darby, an opportunity here. So third down and about a half a yard here from the 36 yard line. Please under center. It's a handoff to Chris Green this time. He's knocked out behind the line of scrimmage, but finally just gets that little leap over Matt the 35. Got there initially to make that stop. So with that spot of the ball just on the other side of the 35-yard line, Upper Darby gets a new set of downs with 7.49 to go, opening quarter. Upper Darby's first possession of the game. Auburn Newtown won the the toss, got the ball, went right down the field with quick strikes and took a 7-0 lead. And the Royals are trying to equalize. Bleas in the shotgun formation once again. Fix a handoff, drops back. He's got a man open at the 30-yard line. Wow. Great catch by Chris Green. One-handed catch there. That's th- about the 31.
1: Yeah, it looked like Phil Graziano was able to put a hit on him at the end there, but Chris Green grabbed it with one hand and sort of just... I don't. I don't even know what how to explain it. He took his hand and cradled it. It really looked like it, it, in.
0: it looked like there were some. There were not, not not impugning the youngster, but it almost looked like there was some kind of substance there because he brought it in and cradled it with one sweet motion. Great catch! Yeah, there was luckily a, only a gain of five. There was uh, it, quick wrist is what helped him bring that ball in. Mm-hmm. 31-yard line, bleeds under center, handoff once again to Green. Tries to get outside on the left side, cuts across the 30-yard line, dragged out of bounds finally after a gain of a couple.
1: Nice job on the far side of the field getting over there for the defense was uh, Carl Kosarski.
0: They sealed off the entire left side. If it wasn't for that just desperation dive at the end, Green would have easily been knocked backwards behind the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, they did a nice job. Uh, One of the things with that type of play going to the outside is kind of just want to continue to string them out to the sidelines and that's what Marble Newtown was able to do that time because the sidelines are your friend. They can't go any forward and you hold them to a third and about three yards.
0: So with six minutes to go here in this first quarter third down and three for Upper Derby at the 28 yard line Blee's this time under center It's another handoff to Wallace but another flag on the play. Let's see hopefully this time it was upper derby that jumped rather than an encroachment.
1: Dead ball. False start on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Still third down.
0: And it is. So third down and long for the Royals here early in this contest. A good test of metal for Marple Newtown's defensive line here, Greg.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's big. And now you got the defense right... They get back that five yards they, they gave back earlier on the, on the earlier... Uh, First down, third down in one situation that they had. So see what they can come up with here and make a big stop and really
0: get the momentum in their favor. I believe he's almost certainly now in a shotgun formation, and that he is. One man in the backfield, two wide receivers, one left, one right. Takes a three-step drop. Quick pass out in the flat. Almost picked off by Carl Kosarski. He had Jameer Boyd. Blees did at the 30-yard line, but Kasarski did an excellent job of reading that play and getting in front of the ball, but just couldn't come up with it. Uh, nice job by by Kisarski. He read it
1: perfectly, had the inside position on Boyd, and was able to step in front and just just dropped one. That really. If he, all he had a lot of room. he had
0: a lot of real estate, all green and white stripes in front of him. If he just would have held on, wow. he, he had his balance. But with a fourth down and seven. They're going to go for it. <laughs> they are going to go for it. It's one of those gray areas here. Don't want to punt. So Blee's once again, shotgun formation. Two wide receivers, one to the left, one the right. Two men in the backfield. Wallace there. Blee's gets it. Over the middle, it is complete to Niafu Nikoi. Up across the 30. At the 25, he's finally dragged down. And A mouthful there <laughs> on
1: the call. But uh, Nick Stevens with a nice stop on the tackle. He does get the first down. Well,
0: Nick Stevens, if it weren't for him, they might have gone a little bit further, but, but easily a first down for the Royals and a gutsy call there that pays off.
1: And Nikoi also listed as a
0: backup quarterback, so you might see a little trickery later if need be. Six foot three, 195 pound junior. Very agile, as you saw on that play there. First down and 10 for the 24. Handout this time goes to Green again. He's wrapped up
1: got in there quickly and a flag down now after the play, it's going to be a personal foul on somebody. Somebody came
0: over and uh, tried to do a little uh, super fly Jimmy Snooker off the top ropes and uh, the officials caught it. Christian Whiteside made the stop. You can appreciate being pumped up but just early on you have to control control your emotions.
1: There is no foul.
0: Okay. Stunning reversal there. Well, you still do have to control your emotions. After the tackle's made, you have three of your uh, defensive brethren there. There's no need to go flying over the top.
1: Controlling your emotions, I guess uh, the referees are a little jumpy, too. Maybe well. they thought
0: they saw something, they didn't. And hey, you know. They got it right, though. You have those hankies in your pocket, sometimes it gets the best of you. So we have a little second down and long. It's calling it second and 13 from the 27 with 4.48 to go here in this opening quarter. Marple Newtown leading 7 to nothing. And with that, Marple Newtown calls a timeout. So we'll just take a quick break here. With the Tigers leading 7-0, trying to prevent Upper Darby on their first drive from scoring, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network, exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown football, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps.
1: You're listening to Bob Herpin and Greg Peckle on the Tigers Radio Network, bringing you exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown football. Only on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Brought to you exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines.
0: Back to live action here at Harry Harvey Stadium. 4.48 to go here in this first quarter. Marple Newtown leading 7-0. Upper Darby facing a him down in 13 from the Marple Newtown 27. Please in a shotgun formation. Drops back at the 35. He's got a man open deep. He's in the corner. Oh, his fall's incomplete there. Though Graziano had a beat on that just for a mistimed jump. Yeah. Would have had an interception and a touchback there. You see Upper Darby not afraid to go deep.
1: We well, have to give the, the receiver on that play, Reggie Johnson, some credit. He did get over there, kind of put a hand up in the face. Oh, excuse me. Uh,
0: so. In any case, third down and 13 from the 27 with 444 to go. As you're right, Greg, uh, whoever it was that was streaking down that sideline, again, if, if he had been uh, maybe a, a step down there, ahead. The tight end. If he had been a step ahead, he might have brought that in for the touchdown, but as it is, big third down play here for the defense. please under center, rolls out to the left. He's looking that way again over the middle. Intercepted. And it is picked off by Ron Alf. And I think the ball was partially off a shoulder pad or an arm for the intended receiver, but right into Alf's hands at the, at the 15-yard line. An excellent play. Well. It looked, actually, it looked like it went through the receiver's
1: hands. He just missed it. It was a little high. So I don't know if it was tipped or not. It may have been just grazed. But great play by Ron Alph to be in the good position after Marble Newtown dropped back in a zone there on defense and really just figured, you know what? If you want to throw the ball? Beat our zone.
0: Now Alf was in the right place at the right time, reading that zone perfectly. And he took that ball up across the 20-yard line, and it is first down and 10 for Marble Newtown at the 23-yard line. Graziano Diaguardi in the backfield. Hand off this time to Graziano, and maybe if he gets a yard. He's pushed back behind the line of scrimmage. Wow. He's still fighting. Tries to go off to the left side near the hash marks and is dragged down. Well, let's see where they loss put it here. Few. Well, no, maybe, they're, maybe they're giving him a loss of maybe a half a yard on that. No, they thought he was it, down. Gave, no,
1: they gave him a big, big yard. He's lost about five yards. That ball's back at the 18-yard line. So his fighting uh, kind of hurt him a little bit yeah. on that one.
0: We thought he was absolutely wrapped up in that in a massive humanity up about the 23-yard line, but he bounced off the tackles and unfortunately was dragged down way behind the line of scrimmage. So sucking down in 15 from the 18 now. And more gang and tackle this time again. gang tackle, this time they go. Number 55, Jamal Holland,
1: the defensive end, and on the initial stop
0: of Graziano let's see where they spot this no gain so Graziano's now managed with that 5 yard loss and a no gain to go right back to where he was to start the game 912 yards still 88 shy of that magic 1000 yard mark
1: Uh, around 4 carries so far so he's got 11 carries based on my math earlier to go
0: that's right, four carries, zero yards. As they hand it off to him again, up across the 20, across the 25, gets up to the 28 or so. So a good burst there on third down and 15, but all it is is for extra punting yardage. So we'll have, have Billy Weaverland stop. coming on. How long? Well, that's Weiler. Well, we know he's back into positive yardage on that roll. Let's see. Picked up 11 yards. 11 yards, so that's for
1: 923.
0: 923, so he's now magically oh. 77 away. And here comes the punt from Weaverling. Billy Weaverling back at the 14-yard line. Low snap, he fumbles it, but he manages to get the punt away. It is partially blocked and muffed by... A coverage man for Upper Darby, but he does get it back after a bad bounce at the 30 yard line, and he's finally tackled shy of the 25. Well, we really got wrecked on that punt after he got
1: the kick, and so referee just looked at it. And
0: the ruling being is when the ball hits the ground, I guess with the snap, it's a live ball. But he, he was lucky to get that get away. Hit, it, so was, it wasn't a bad snap, but it was just too much air under it. was very flat, not a That's spiral. We got wrecked. And, well, the upper, upper Derby had the kitchen, everything, including the kitchen sink, coming at Weaverling. He was able to slip in between two defenders there, get the ball off, but looked like he was rushed, and it was off the side of his foot. Maybe 15 yards on a low-line drive. Uh, he, he
1: took one for the team. You know, give him that. I mean, he usually kicks it about 30 yards, so it, it normally would be around the 45-yard line it would have went. But taking that hit to get it off, and it saved them from being having the ball
0: even deeper. Back. Yeah, yeah. As it is, Marple Newtown will have to defend a 1st-and-10 for Upper Darby at the 26-yard line. Referee still discussing something, trying to figure out all that happened with that play. 2-10 remaining here in this opening quarter. It has not lacked for drama as Marple Newtown is clinging to their 7 nothing advantage.
1: And now it looks like we're going to get things underway here as they head to the sidelines actually the head official over talking to Coach Jutta now, explaining what's going on.
0: As Down by contact, apparently, at the 26-yard line, which is where the upper Derby retur- uh, erstwhile return man ended up being tackled. And so we have Dale Blee's this time under center with Zach Petransky and Chris Green in the backfield. Number 40, Ira Etzweiler set as lone wide receiver as it stands now. Split just outside the right hash mark. And now we're ready to go. And that's how it stands right now. Hand off to Green. Tries to get a push outside up the middle, but Tackled shy of the twenty-five, so let's see if they give him any forward progress there. Number no more than a yard.
1: On the stop, Joe Carini. Able to get in there.
0: So, Marple Newtown's defense it has responded well in adverse circumstances early on. Only a yard looks like picked up there as they mark it. That generously the a yard at the twenty-five. So, second down and nine with one forty-two to play here in this first. Maybe see if Upper Derby has a shotgun formation and tries for the end zone in either corner again. Just prime real estate for the secondary, Carl Kosarski in particular, and also for Kevin Johnson. And now a flag on the play. Even before both teams set, flag on the play at the 26-yard line. Dead ball.
1: False start on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Still second down. But so there you have it, another false start penalty for the
0: offense, so two penalties to one. It's good, so. Along uh, the lines. If the Upper Derby special teams giveth, the offense taketh away. Second down and 14 from the 30 yard line. Three wide receivers this time. Looks like Reggie Johnson, Nikoi, and. That's Swiler. Let's pass over the middle to Jameer Boyd. At the 25, 20, 15, 10, cuts to the outside along the left sideline, five, and he is in for the touchdown, virtually unmolested. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a well run route because they had Marble
1: Newtown's secondary sliding to the near side of the field to us, and the receiver ran the route to the far side, kind of set up a, uh, almost right. like a pick situation. Boyd had that button hook there yeah, right yeah.
0: at the left hash mark and had all, all prime real estate. I mean, this is very
1: quick and got to the outside. Ron Alf tried to track him down, but couldn't.
0: So Upper Derby puts up there. Six. on for the kick is Surprise Javain. Kick is away. Up, and it is good. So it is 7-7 seven, seven here with exactly one minute to go here in this opening quarter. <laughs> So a little bit of bad luck for Marple Newtown there. Let's see if they can't rebound on offense. Only real mistake is so far this defense has made. I mean, other than that, they've been solid. And,
1: you know, against a team like Umber Darby, you're going to give up points. It, it
0: happens. I mean, you're right. It's been excellent coverage, excellent reads so far. And uh, just that they need to patrol that uh, underneath, up the middle, yeah. a little bit better.
1: I mean, they set them up in a situation where it made it easier, but we saw what happened the first series for the offense for Marble Newtown they marched right downfield and score so there's no doubt they can't they
0: can do it again no reason to think that they couldn't because Upper Darby's defense has, had been pushed around on both Marple Newtown possessions thus far in the contest and Bain is back thank you for the pronunciation to our executive producer Jim Olsman. G is silent on that so hopefully we'll get that young man's name correct the kick is up. It is a low-hanging end-over-ender. Coming down to Graziano at the 12. Across the 15, 20. Cuts back around the 25 at the 30. Coming towards us in the near sideline. Across the 35, up around the 40. And finally run out of bounds, just shy of the 45.
1: Another great return by Graziano, putting Marble
0: Town's offense in a great position to go 60 yards for a score. So he is certainly a man on a mission tonight. And for the third time in this contest, Marble Newtown with excellent field position starting off. They are spotting this one just a hair shy of the 40-yard line, so only 60 yards to go now. Under a minute to play in this first quarter, as we have Stevens and Graziano in the backfield. Ron Alf split wide to the right. Johnson fakes a handoff, rolls out, completes it in the flat to Stevens up across midfield, across the 45, and finally wrestled out of bounds, shy of the 40. And number two,
1: Robert Cornish. Who on the stop for the Royals. But a nice job on the pass play by Nick Stevens and, and Johnson. They're really starting to work that rollout. Oh, Kevin Johnson finally
0: showing his stuff in the late going here. Perfecting that rollout as we've seen he had Ron Alf and Duffy in the past, And it was just uh, the touch was off. And this time, Stevens, he was led absolutely perfectly over the shoulder catch as he's running. Gets up across midfield with a good head of steam. Another first down for Marple Nuketown this time. At the 43-yard line, with about 20 seconds to go here in this opening quarter, ten off the Graziano. He gets up across the 40-yard line, so another carry and positive yardage for the youngster. And number 51 on the stop, Austin Fox for the Royals. 51,
1: so what the, th- the, the one good thing about using Nick Stevens early, both in the running and passing game, is you're going to force the Royals to have to key off of
0: Graziano, and that's going to open up more space for him as this quarter comes to an end. Well, that, is, that is correct, Greg. We are through 12 minutes here at Harvey Stadium on the campus of Marple Newtown High School. With the score, the Marple Newtown Tigers 7 in driving against the Upper Derby Royals 7. i will be back in a minute with the call for the second quarter. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps.
1: This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marble Newtown Tigers on www.marblenewtownfootball.com.